Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank, with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Helberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Myatt Fuels, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, Versalift Southwest, Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Live and in studio, Aaron Sexton across from me. Aaron, is this, I mean, I'm in your sight line. Is this okay with you? You're not used to me being in here. <laughs> no. Aaron, I mean, it's okay. You can make eye contact with me. Uh. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was just going to be me the whole day because John uh, did his remotely too, but yeah, special guest in studio today. Special, I would say so. <laughs> John is uh, a man, you know, who I was kind of, Ready to see John today to embrace him and uh, and then didn't get to see him, but I'll get to see him maybe this afternoon as, well, one of my favorite uh, coaches on the staff is speaking to the media today, and that would be Jeff Grimes, the offensive coordinator. And so I'm excited about that. We may hear a little bit of uh, Dave Aranda later in the program from uh, Saturday's appearance out there at, uh, well, they had scrimmage on Saturday that he visited with the media. But Jeff Grimes today, and uh, uh, Stephanie's going to be with us, of course, Stephanie in cells. Uh, she's live and in charge today. And then, Aaron, today, before uh, we'll have three tight ends. I know you were dying to hear from, and, and not, it's tight ends day out there. Uh, we'll have Jeff Grimes, offense coordinator. And then uh, Drake Dabney, of course, is the going to be the starting tight end. Aaron, you remember that big old number eighty-seven who came in and got some uh, got some catches? Kelsey, remember Kelsey Johnson, big dude and and nimble. Oh yeah, catches the ball well. We're going to get to talk to him today. So and also, if you're going to have like some kind of interesting sports drink or whatever, I would like some as well. That looks like something that could really give me. Yeah, I mean, Stephanie would like that. Now, Stephanie, this is uh, Stephanie and Sells joining us now, um, and I'm sure she has a hot mic, uh, as always. Oh, good, good, Stephanie. Um, the uh, Oh, now she does. Now I do. sure, yeah, Stephanie. I keep her mic off until the last second. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Aaron, <laughs> time out for kidding. you. Uh, Aaron, just following instructions on that. If you would like an energy drink, I'll be glad to go get you one. Or a bottle of water. Are, I mean, what would you like? No, no. Well, I had asked earlier today. Oh, <laughs> Tony, a double R cheeseburger sounded good to me. Okay, I've heard my old friend Tom talk about those. They are and, good. Uh, and I know you were maybe going to be in the neighborhood over there, and I asked for one. Did not happen. You were also over there close to one of my favorite uh, neighborhood haunts in Waco, and that's Ketox. Love Ketox. Home with a lip locker, and that's the <laughs> that's the cheeseburger they have over there. And then what they call their Oriental fries. I think I can say that, but that's what they're called. They're, they're on the good. menu, and uh, unbelievable, unbelievable. Kind of a thin, kind of a thin, uh, like fry. a tempura batter. Oh, it's lo- lightly yeah. fried. It's yeah. good. But in my defense, Matt, 
I offered to go get you a hamburger. I yeah, offered to turn around. I thought that was kind of a kind of a. And you had <laughs> one of my buddies with you, and I just feel like he was not going to be a big fan of turning around to go retrieve Mosley a cheeseburger. <laughs> he would not. Can we can we turn the car around? We're gonna. <laughs> he would have been fine. Gonna go get Mosley a cheeseburger. No, he would have been very upset. But uh, Ward and I will be doing the pregame, the uh, the tailgate show before the spring game. Uh, Stephanie, it is time for the. Green and gold game. Yeah, I think we uh, – and the it'll be interesting because there's been a major quarterback battle going on. It's one of the reasons that I want to be out there in front of the offense coordinator today to make sure we kind of hit this from different angles. Okay, what do you think about these quarterbacks? Where are they? You know, um, I, I think it'll be fascinating to see if there is a quarterback named at the end of the spring. Now, of course, sometimes you want to get the quarterback named – to give, like they did last year, they gave Gary Bohannon a chance to, if he wanted to transfer. This would not be the case this time around. I, I really think that the young man they brought in, uh, Sawyer Robertson, would stay if uh, if they went the other direction. They went with Blake Shapin, and I like that about him. That was one of the first things he said is, like, I did not come here because, like, I thought I could start or anything like that. He said, I thought it'd be a good quarterback battle, and we'll see where it goes. So I kind of like the... Uh, I kind of like the young man's attitude on that front. Now I'm, I'm anxious. What's that? He's like, like a team player. He's ready to. Yes. You need that. You need that today. In today's in, in today's, today's world and sports portal world and everything. Yes, you do. And yes, boy, you do. that leads good, Stephanie. That was uh, that was good. I don't know if you saw this story, Stephanie. The um, some portal news today. The Bears. We had too many people going the wrong direction in the portal. They were leaving us. Today, we welcome somebody in, and at 5 o'clock today, the newest bear will be coming on with us. Awesome. That is uh, former VCU guard. You know what VCU stands for? Virginia Commonwealth. Nice. Um, and that's a big-time basketball program. Jaden Nunn has uh, committed to play at Baylor next season. Stephanie, pick Baylor over a final list of schools, and Aaron will bring this back up in Campus Confidential at 440. Thank you, Jim Turner Chevrolet, for that. Um, that that list includes Texas, Oklahoma, LSU, and Penn State. All wanted this young man, and he said, no, I want to come there and be with the Baptist. Well, it's, that's a good man, then. Come there and be with that ESPN Central Texas, that's the flagship station. Maybe appear with Mosley. There you go. And uh, young, I mean, he. I think he was. Now, of course, I gave him today kind of a whole explanation <laughs> on who I was and everything. <laughs> you mean he didn't know who you were? It's okay. I, <laughs> I was just kind of. I was painting a picture, and in the past, like when Jalen Bridges transferred in, he he responded, "Hey, da, 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 da. we had kind of a nice back and forth." This young man was like, "Yeah, I can do five. I mean, it was kind of like <laughs> all right, enough cool. with all the <laughs> okay. all the stuff. And I like that. I like yeah. a man who's quick and to the point. Sophomore uh, at 19, Nunn was named the Atlantic 10 All-Rookie Team. He transferred um, along with uh, most of VCU's most significant contributors because they, their head coach left, Mike Rhodes, to go take the Penn State job. But the, th the great thing about this is he could have gone to Penn State. He could have followed his coach, and he said, no, I'd like to go – and I know Texas, I mean, as of like the other day, University of Texas 
had this young man in. And Stephanie, as you might know, they've got a lot of that NIL money. And they're like, hey, hey, here's some of the things we could do for you. And I think he looked at all the things Baylor has to offer and the fact that we've got so many NBA players. Stephanie, do you remember Davion? Do you remember Davion Mitchell, who was on Baylor's national championship team? Yes. I think you do. Last night, mm-hmm. he comes, he's playing for Sacramento, mm-hmm. and they beat Golden State to go up 2-0, mm-hmm. and he just put it on them. And he was the man they assigned to Steph Curry, the great Steph Curry. And when Steph had the, when Steph mm-hmm. had the, uh, well, you're, you're Steph as well. When <laughs> Steph had the ball uh, in, in, in Davion, who was called, his nickname had one of the great nicknames, Off Night, he really gave Steph some big-time problems. Gave him a run for his money is what he did. I would say that's, that's accurate. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, without further ado, Aaron, I think it's time. I mean, we, we, we want to give <laughs> Stephanie her money's worth, her team of sponsors their money's worth. Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's hear from uh, Stephanie Sports Corner. It's time for Stephanie from Sales to Talk Sports. Brought to you by Advanced House Leveling, Myatt Fuels, SoCal Speed Shop, Uncle Worm Smokehouse, Mission Golf Cars, and Epperson Tractors. Okay, there it is. And uh, Mission pulled up in one of their golf <laughs> golf cars uh, today and she's arrived on the scene and Stephanie this is this is exciting you just tipped us off a little bit boy Aaron was excited uh, <laughs> to hear kind of the preview that we got right before the uh, lights came on in here and I know you're excited about this Baylor transfer as well it's pretty cool that we've landed him already today mm-hmm. and of course that's five o'clock on the uh, flagship station ESP in Central Texas to hear from this new Baylor Bear. Now, Stephanie, um, you've had camel racing. <laughs> you had something called blowball. Yep. And yep. watch how I say that. The uh, which uh, kind of a ping pong type thing. Where yep. you're, you're, I mean, a very interesting game. Um, what do you have for us to today. today? Yeah. Well, today I have for you jump rope sprint racing. Jump rope, like a jump rope, like you did when you were a kid. But it's, you're jump roping and you're sprinting. You're running while you're jump roping and racing. And this was invented back in 2010. Get this. This was not during the pandemic. This was pre-pandemic. It, yes. We came up with a lot of weird <laughs> yeah. things. It does sound do. like a pandemic sport. But yeah. no, this was, this was back in 2010. Real quick, though. Were you ever a good jump roper? I was a cheerleader. Does that count? Not really. I mean, okay, did you no. if did you Generally, have- if. They were cheerleaders. They were probably pretty good at jump rope. I mean, I could like you know have two people on the end and jump in the middle and yeah, I could, could do they, that. Could you do it? And Aaron, I could I don't do know it if you with did two. this when they were doing the two. Like I was never great at. I think I I, mean, I was never great at either any of that. But <laughs> even kind of doing the jump rope was Ex- with, experienced jump ropers like me call that the double dutch. You know how to do that? No. Oh, it is called. <laughs> I'm so serious. uncoordinated. Oh my goodness! <laughs> it is called the double dutch, though the jump rope. When, when they you got two, two them, when yeah. they use two ropes, and you I can jump used to in do and that. out between yeah. them. Yeah. yeah, I love. I mean, I've, i to me that is athleticism really personified. Is cool. People that can do all that. Now, yeah. Stephanie, explain to me to the though who invented this and like the person. The person who invented this. Yeah. There was three guys. A lawyer named Mark. Cruel, who ended up getting it, what's the word, patent? Yeah. Patent. Yeah, they, and then Stephen Ehili, I hope I pronounced that right, and Eric Small. Unlikely. 
Unlikely, probably not. I don't, I can, yeah. <laughs> anyways, anyways, they started this in 2010 and they tried really hard and are still trying to make this a summer Olympic game, like get it to the Olympic Games. Well, um, get this, in 2020, they actually made a movie about the sport called Jumping the Gun. I know you're staring at me like, what? In the world, but they, listen, I mean, I don't think that made it to like Netflix. Or hey, really it anywhere. is on Amazon Prime if you want to watch it. Jumping to what? Jumping the gun. Okay. Now, there's the actor who plays the main guy. His name is Eddie, um, but the actor's name is Sean O'Brien. I have no idea who he is. And Max Gale, who was in Barney Miller. Do you remember that show? Oh, you're going way back. <laughs> I think, yeah. Anyways, they star in this movie, and um, I guess. It's kind of cool. I kind of watch little outskirts of it. You can watch it on YouTube. This is a sport. There is a gentleman out there named Tony Campbell who is a three-time Olympian for the USA. Yeah. In track and field. Tony who? Campbell. You know yeah. him? But here's what I want to know. So <laughs> do the, you 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 jump rope and then you sprint Just like, like between like how many times do you do the jump rope before you race off? The whole time. Like you're just like like you're at a track and field. Like oh, you're, you're doing running the, and jumping. At the same time. Like you're running and uh-huh. jumping the rope. And you're oh. sprinting down the track. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Have you did you actually get on YouTube yes. or anything and and view this? You Is can, it yes. do these people seem pretty athletic? I don't I don't I guess these people aren't yes. like real heavy or actually, anything. Actually, there is a lady named Lashinda. I'm gonna screw this up to you so don't laugh. Demas, Demas, she oh, was. That sounds uh, perfect. Okay, yeah. yeah, she was in the Olympics. She was a hurdler in the Olympics. She actually coaches now, and she uses this for to help train. Get this: you can go to jumpropesprints.com if you want to find out about it. And I know you guys are looking at me like you're nuts, but it's a thing. And the sport should help advance one's running techniques, improve your speed, your coordination, your concentration. Think about it. You got to concentrate when you're running and jumping a rope at the same time. It helps your upper body strength, stamina, agility, and psychological composure. Not sure what that means, but it all sounds good. Maybe the Cowboys could take that to their training camp this summer. Jump rope. Now, how do you find these ideas? Are you just, I you just stumble research. on things? Do you have a, you just Google things? I Google like, things. Uh-huh. Okay. Like, you know, weirdest sports, crazy sports around the world. And uh-huh. Crazy I have sports sites. around the world. Well, mm-hmm. this certainly would... Uh, <laughs> would be well, one of them? Yeah. Well, I, I, I would like for somebody to actually try this out. Okay, Aaron. And, and <laughs> locally, <laughs> and tell us how it goes. In fact, Aaron and I are both guys that are very athletic young people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, in certain sports, we, we're okay. Aaron was a long-distance runner. I bet I your daughter could do player, it. Who my daughter? Yeah, yeah. She, I bet she could. She's very coordinated. I bet she could do it. We'll give her. We'll give it a go. All right. And, um, and what's like go. the fastest? Do they have times? Yeah, don't, I don't, mean, yeah. I don't know what the fastest time is. I would have to research it, but it's just like you know, your sprint. You're doing the yeah. hundred yard dash, fifty, whatever. Yeah. Oh, I thought that would have come up in your research. Yeah, I didn't get that far. <laughs> I didn't get that far. I thought maybe. I just thought this was kind of cool. <laughs> Anyways, Aaron, what do you think about that? I mean, like between camel racing, blow ball, and the <laughs> jump rope, what is, what is your favorite that Stephanie has brought to Stephanie Sports Corner so far? So far, it's camel racing. Yeah. Camel yeah. racing. Yeah. 
which I feel is like done that's closer with, with, to a real sport than the other. Yeah, ones. which they trained the camels what? to do without people on it, as I recall. <laughs> yeah. yeah. These oh, camels know how to go around the track. This is a real sport, Aaron. Jump rope racing is a real yeah. real sport. Okay. Who did you say you knew that had camels on their land? So Doug, a gentleman named Doug Baum lives in Valley Mills right here down the road off Highway 6, like you're going towards Clifton area. And he has a camel farm, and he has seven camels. I've talked to him. I'll have to bring him on our show one day, but yeah. Oh, I don't he know if we camels. need to go that far. Uh, <laughs> that seems like a lot. but He said we I'm, could ride them. I'm interested to see the camels, and I would take a field trip out there. Okay, we can uh, do that. To see Doug Baum out there <laughs> on his land. In fact, I... I wonder, I've always wondered what happened to the animals out in Clifton. We had a great wildlife sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Aaron's a child there. of McLennan County. They're not. Uh, Are you sure? The, the, it's not the Texas Safari thing that well, was The out animals there. were put down. Oh. No, oh, I, just, I, just, I, made, I made that up. I, no, what's it called? They're, they're, Texas <laughs> Safari is what it was. Yes, it's still yeah, out no, there. No, the I'm animals sure. are fine. I'm sure they, you know, some of them may have had a nice long life and have left us by now. But that was a neat thing out in Clifton. Yeah. Aaron, you went out there as a child. Did you? A few would times, they give yeah. you like some popcorn to feed the animals or special stuff popcorn. that you could you could reach out the window and the animals would reach into the the vehicle? I seem remember? to remember something like that. Yeah, Texas Safari, Clifton. Mm-hmm. Whatever happened to those animals, folks? If you know I the think answer, they're still there. Two, Stephanie, uh, two five four six six two sixteen sixty. That's two five four six six two sixteen sixty. Stephanie, anything okay. else to add to That's that? That's it. I'm good. Are you sure? Yeah, I just want to you. I'm good. Okay, I mean, we do not want to short your your phone. No, I'm good. Okay, oh my god, thank y'all. I want to hear from Uncle Worm and the whole gang, um, out there. It is Stephanie from Cells making her daily appearance on the Matt Mosley show, and uh, thank you, Stephanie, loaning me her headset today and even bringing me a little snack, which I don't. I, I'm a little worried about where this came from. <laughs> It's those already, are actually it's a, really good. You I, like these okay? I eat those I mean, Stephanie every day almost. these out back somewhere. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really. I, is this thing supposed to be open already? Has somebody already <laughs> snacked on this? Why does it smell Robert funny? Robert Irvine's Fit Crunch. I don't know. Okay, it's a, we'll give it a it's look. It's a protein bar that really does taste like a candy bar. A six-layer baked bar with whey, okay, whey protein. Oh, okay, yeah, we'll uh, check on that. There she goes, folks. Stephanie is, uh, has has left the building, and uh, we'll hope, I mean, she's she's very good at sales. Got a lot of people connected to this. And um, Aaron, it is now time though. I, I didn't really get to do a whole lot yesterday, Aaron. We'll have Campus Confidential at four forty. the The landscape of the NFC East as we get ready for the draft. And Aaron, it's sneaking up on us. It's a week from Thursday. It starts up, and we'll be watching this and, and reacting to all of it and kind of deciding where the Cowboys should be. I want to look at a couple of uh, mock drafts and start to kind of get you ready for what the Cowboys uh, might do. And I also want to talk about, Aaron, the landscape of, the, of, of these quarterbacks in the NFC East. I mean, it's kind of crazy to think that in the span of about a month or two, Dak Prescott is the third highest in the NFC East now. That is crazy. A guy who makes $40 million a year to play quarterback is now third in the NFC East. What does that mean for the Cowboys' future, and who are the Cowboys going to take 
at number 26 in this draft. We start answering some of those questions. We'll do it next on the Bat Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. It's the annual Green and Gold game for the Baylor Bears, live at McLean Stadium this Saturday at noon. Join Matt Mosley and myself for the ESPN Central Texas kickoff show as we get our first look at the 2023 Bears. You'll hear from Coach Aranda, and we'll preview this year's spring game before we send it to John Morris for the play-by-play for the Green and Gold game. Join us at 11 a.m. this Saturday, live from McLean Stadium, brought to you by the Baylor Alumni Association, Barnett Contracting, Lake Air Pool Supply, Maya Fuels, and McAdams & Sons Roofing. Right here on your flagship for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. Everson Tractors has provided you with affordable and reliable top-of-the-line Branson tractors for over 30 years. And they're excited to announce that Branson has now teamed up with Time to combine their forces. Everson's commitment to exceptional service, outstanding value, and innovative machinery is now bigger, stronger, and better. If you're a full-time rancher or weekend warrior, come see the all-new lineup of Time Tractors today at the locally owned and operated Everson Tractors in Robinson, where service is their name. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. New inventory has arrived, and it's time for you to take advantage. Malibu, Equinox Traverse, Blazer, and the best trailblazer ever built. Also, the new 2024 HD pickup in stock for immediate delivery, and folks still 0% financing on every half-ton Silverado in stock. So give us an opportunity to earn your business. Give us a call, 840-3261, or shop us 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember, folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor. We'll treat you like family. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254 710 Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you are searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Amanda Cunningham Realtor with Colwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more.
Oh, it is the uh, Matt Mosley Show. ESPN Central Texas. Live and in studio today. And um, it is good to be with Aaron. Stephanie from Sales did a nice job earlier. And um, some a little bit of interesting news. We, we talked about this huge contract for Jalen Hurts, the Eagles. And I've had a chance, and i got to get him on sometime, Aaron. Uh, Howie Roseman, the GM of the Eagles, was somebody I've known for a long time. And, I mean, it, he has made a lot of the right moves. And the Eagles, I, I can't say that even a couple of years ago, even the start of last season, no one knew for sure if Jalen Hurts was the future of the Eagles. Well, he goes on to have like an MVP caliber season. They go to the Super Bowl, and we all think of him differently. Aaron, isn't that interesting, though, how quickly can change? Like, here we are with Lamar Jackson saying, well, what's his future? I mean, who's going to step up and pay him and all this kind of stuff? And meanwhile, before last season, I mean, still people even in, in, in you know, Eagles land who wanted to like him didn't know for sure. Is he really going to be the future guy? Of uh, And you got to give a lot of credit to their head coach and some of the things they've done there. But he's not only become their guy. Aaron, I think after what he did last season, you just you have to kind of think of him as a top-five quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, I don't think there's any question. The big question mark on him going into this year was obviously how good of a passer is he. But the the Eagles did it right. They went out and got him a legitimate number one wide receiver in, in A.J. Brown to go with Devonta Smith, who was a, a, a number one draft pick, a first-round draft pick. And he immediately made huge strides as a passer and got them to the Super Bowl. Had a great season and won me two fantasy championships because <laughs> I drafted him in every league. That's key. That's key. I'm glad you shared that. <laughs> We're all wondering about how you're doing in fantasy football. And uh, what some of my fantasy, my fantasy football co-owner will be in town, Aaron, for uh, for our, our fraternity's pig dinner, our alumni dinner on Saturday night. Guess who the speaker's going to be? None other than Jeff Grimes. Oh, nice. Very excited about that. In fact, uh, we're going to hear from Coach Grimes not on today's show. We'll have it on tomorrow's show. I'm going to visit with uh, Coach Grimes today after Baylor's practice. His spring practice starts to come to a close, and um, that'll be that'll be exciting to get out there. Aaron, every year I try to dig in and say, okay, I'm going to watch what happens in spring practice a little closer. They don't. They're not exactly showing you that much. It's hard to pick up on everything, especially like the linemen, the offensive linemen. You know, oh, how did they do? Well, I mean, you know, seemed like the quarterback didn't get sacked that much, so maybe they did okay. It's never easy, but you can certainly look at the quarterbacks, try to figure out how sharp they are. One thing we didn't really mention yesterday, Aaron, is, and I think I just think I, again, I don't want to be negative guy. Like, oh, I guess who else transferred out? I kind of like some of this positive news that Baylor like basketball got today but uh, it, it just dawned on me that we did not mention that Jalen Ellis has decided to transfer out of uh, football now Aaron when you have like 85 scholarships and, and a window opens you're going to have a few people transfer out I don't know if the, the spring wasn't going exactly how he wanted 
I do love all this here, and sometimes I see reporters at other universities and everything go, well, so-and-so's had a great spring, or this guy was the second receiver in spring, third receiver in spring. Like, how would anybody ever know that? Now, maybe some other teams, like, there are, there are I think Sonny Dykes at TCU may let the reporters watch more of practice. Here, Aaron, you might see them do something for about 10 minutes, of course, or 15 minutes, and then that's it. You, you can film a few things, stretching and all. So I think it's impossible to say. Uh, so Baylor loses a wide receiver. I, again, I don't know where you would rank him on the wide receivers because we haven't been had access to how everybody doing in the spring. He is fast. He was a deep threat. TCU today loses a top wide receiver. Steven Simcox says to me, and Aaron, you'll probably have this in Campus Confidential. I don't have the kid's name in front of me right now. Steven Simcox said, and he was a big-time recruit for them in the 2022 class. Last year, he had three touchdown catches. I think he had 14 catches for about 180 yards or something like that. So it's not like he had a breakout year, but obviously TCU had a lot of depth and a lot of talent at wide receiver. The young man has decided today to go into the portal at TCU. So just along the way, wanted to share some of that news. Now back to the NFL. Jalen Hurts, news hits this afternoon from our buddy Tim McManus, who covers uh, Philadelphia for ESPN.com, said that, um, who you know, Jalen Hurts, who became the highest paid uh, player in NFL history, had surgery on his r- right ankle earlier this offseason. Sources told ESPN, well, that'd be nice to know. It'd be nice to know as we're celebrating him for this enormous contract that he'd actually had surgery. Now, not anything too huge. The procedure was to remove, quote, hardware that had been inserted in the ankle after Hertz suffered a high ankle sprain while playing for the University of Alabama in an October 2018 game against Tennessee. Hertz was sidelined for nearly a month before returning to play in November of that season. Aaron, isn't that interesting? In 2023, you would go in and you would remove the hardware that has stabilized an ankle all the way back to 2018 when he was in college before he made the, the, the uh, transfer to Oklahoma. And you would start removing things that had stabilized the ankle. I mean, whatever, that's fine. Um, that took place in February, so it must have been right after the Super Bowl, and was considered minor um, and... Anyway, he they say he's returned. So it, it was just interesting news that that nobody knew about this. And he also had a separate surgery on his left ankle in February of 2022. And Aaron, as we were saying, you now have Daniel Jones at um, with the New York Giants. You have Jalen Hurts, and they all make more money than Dak. And Dak is about to get paid again. If it feels like Cowboys quarterbacks just get paid constantly, it's because they do. It's because, like, Romo, you know, it'd be like, okay, it's time to do his deal again. I mean, I know what it feels like to people. It's like, didn't they just redo his deal? And, yeah, it wasn't that long ago. But, I mean, when Dak gets his newest extension done, Aaron, it'll come in. It may not be Hurts money, but, boy, his agents are no fools. They know the Cowboys need to get this extension done. The current one goes through, Aaron, is it through next season or is it through 2024? 
I think it is it, the current one at least gets him through 2024. It's for forty million a year, and for purposes of all their you know their salary cap and everything, they need to redo this deal. So he will get his deal will get done. I bet they'll do another four year deal. They'll be able to spread some of the money out. Aaron, if I had to guess. He's going to end up somewhere around forty-eight to fifty million dollars a year. The Jalen Hurts deal can pay him as much as fifty-four million a year. That is with incentives. One thing I didn't mention the other day that I thought was noteworthy: first time um, ever. It's like the biggest deal in NFL history, and Aaron, a a female sports agent, did that. That is highly unusual. And, uh, and I think it's a great day for women in sports as we continue to pull for women and hopefully advocate for them. Um, that was a huge moment um, because, uh, Aaron, I'm sorry, I don't think, uh, like, you know, Lee, uh, I mean, you think about Steinberg over the years, you think about uh, uh, who Drew Rosenhaus, you know, they weren't out there like, hey, let's bring a bunch of women into, the, into our profession. This, is a, this has been... Uh, an area that have been, has been dominated by men. And Aaron, we had a, somebody on that was one of the top 20 most influential females in all of sports recently, and that was uh, the member of the Big 12 that works with the Big 12 via Endeavor and helped do the media, the Big 12 media rights deal. You remember when Lisa was on with mm-hmm. us? And, um, and, and that was pretty awesome as well. So anyway, that's kind of an interesting thing that's going on. We do have... The NFL draft coming up. I usually by now have been through like every mock draft mock draft possible. In fact, Aaron, I used to. I don't do this anymore. I used to do mock drafts, and right now we have a three round in 2023 NFL mock draft where Kuiper and McShay from ESPN.com or an ESPN uh, proper have gone 1 through 102. And I I find all of these, and what they're doing, Aaron, is they're going back and forth. Like Kuiper will pick one. McShay will pick one. The latest to come from ESPN's Mel Kuyper has Bryce Young from Alabama going no, number one to the Panthers. Aaron, the reports that the Panthers have told Bryce Young that he's going to be the number one pick um, and, of course, that's that pick they got from Chicago. They have come out and refuted that. But, Aaron, if people from his camp have leaked that out there, that he's going to be – that they've told him he's going to be pick number one, it's likely he has been told that. What? It's understandable the Panthers don't want that information out there, and they're trying to dispute that, uh, that, that, that narrative right now. Yeah, and even if he doesn't, he's not falling past two because, obviously, the – the Texans would take him at two. So that's, he actually quit doing visits because he knows that he won't fall past the second pick. You don't think he should go talk to the Cowboys, <laughs> do a visit with the Cowboys? I think he skipped that'd be good. the Saints and a couple other teams. <laughs> How, what pick would the Cowboys have to make on a quarterback to get people talking? Like, I would say as early as the one thing Jerry has vowed to do is to, to take more quarterbacks. This has nothing to do with Dak. This has to do with, there used to be a philosophy, it came from Ron Wolf with the Packers, that you should take quarterbacks, develop them. If you end up trading them, 
You can get great picks for them if people think you have a good quarterback. You can get first-round picks. You can get second-round picks. We've seen the Patriots be able to trade quarterbacks. Garoppolo was one. What did they get for him, Aaron, a few years ago? Was it a second-round pick and maybe like a fourth-round pick? Mm -hmm. I do think the Cowboys are going to draft a quarterback. I will tell you, as long as you don't take one in the second or third round, everything's fine. Even a fourth-round quarterback, it would raise a few eyebrows, but Dak would be fine, and Dak would still get his money. I will say this, Aaron. If you draft a quarterback in the fir- at the second or third round, of course you're not going to do it in the first round, it does grab the attention of starting quarterbacks. I remember years ago, Donovan McNabb sitting there having a great career with the Eagles and they took a guy from the University of Houston named Kevin Cobb, and they took him in the second round of the 2008 draft, let's call it. It's like 2007 or 8 draft, or 2009 draft maybe, and it caused a firestorm. You see what it does like when in San Francisco. You see what it did in Green Bay. When you take one of those quarterbacks that early, it grabs everybody's attention. Cowboys are not going to mess with their quarterback's head, so they won't do that. I did find this interesting, though, Aaron. In the first four picks of the Kuyper and McShay draft that's now up there on ESPN+, Plus. Aaron, this has this is a paid subscription, okay? I, I may get in trouble for this, but we do work for ESPN. I'm going to share my – I'm not going to give you my password, but I am using my password to get some of this information. Aaron – Four quarterbacks, excuse me, three quarterbacks in the first four picks. Three quarterbacks is what they're going with. Now, Aaron, I'll spot you the first two. Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, you know, Bryce Young from Alabama, C.J. Stroud from Ohio State. The third pick in the draft, according to Mel Kuyper Jr., Will Anderson, the defensive end from Alabama. We know how awesome he is. He was number 31 there. What quarterback do you think is next? I think it has been and probably should be Anthony Richardson from Florida, but Kuyper may have done something weird. Like He loves Will Levis, so he may have put him there. McShay got to pick number four. Oh, okay. And he went with Anthony Richardson from Florida. I, I think this is one of the great boomer bust picks in the NFL and maybe at the quarterback position in quite a while because he's built for it. His size to look at him. He he has this this look of durability. He's got the athleticism. There are traits that are phenomenal. There are traits that you only see once every ten years or so. There, but Aaron, you got to look at the tape on these things. And there are things you see him do from an accuracy accuracy standpoint and just some overall wins and losses standpoint that make you just scratch your head and go, how could this guy be a top five pick? I mean, I, I think from a – I'm trying to think, who who does he get compared to? Probably Cam because he's so mm-hmm. big and he can move around and all of that. Well, listen, you I think right now because Cam, obviously his career kind of fizzled, people see him that is like a – not a – that was a great pick. Like – Cam led him to a Super Bowl. He was unbelievable. He was an MVP in the league. Well, and he won a national title his last year at Auburn, and he yeah. was a much – and this is not a knock on Anthony Richards. I I think he's going to be great, but he was a much better, much more polished 
quarterback coming out of college than Anthony Richardson. Physically, they're similar, but their their college resumes aren't even close. All right, it says Indy has to solve the problem under center. Richardson might not be ready to play right now, but the sky is the limit on his potential. With a huge arm and great mobility, he'd be a dynamic player. And then, Aaron, before we get to Campus Confidential, um, you might be asking, you know, where's the first, where's the, uh, you know, first Longhorn or first uh, Big 12 player off the board? And I've, I've really found this one fascinating. It's Tyree Wilson, the defensive end from Texas Tech. And they've got Detroit. That's a Rams pick that they have, uh, that they got from the Rams. They got Detroit taking him sixth overall. All right. That's a uh, McShay came up with that. And pair him, it says, with Aiden Hutchinson and James Houston. And that edge rush could cause problems for opponents. And then Aaron, the next Big 12 guy to go. This is going to shock a lot of people that that it's this early. Todd McShay with the Eagles pick at 10. This is the one they got from New Orleans. I'm trying to think the swap they did. Um, Bijan Robinson, the running back out of Texas at number 10 overall. Aaron, that that would be the first time you've had a top 10 running back since Zeke. Saquon Barkley went two overall, second overall. Yeah, I think I've, Did those guys go almost like back to back years. I think it was consecutive years. Yeah, uh, Bark- Zeke was 2016. Saquon was either 17 or 18, but uh, Zeke went number four overall to the Cowboys, and um, in in 2016, and Aaron. I, I think you'd be hard-pressed to say that that was a bad pick. I mean, he put up huge numbers. He ends up getting an enormous second contract. So I think the Cowboys connected on that. I think the the player that's always been discussed there that they were discussing at the time was the cornerback who went on to play with the Rams. Who am I talking about? Anyway, the long time... There was a cornerback they were thinking at four. I'm trying to think of all the players, but Zeke was the one, obviously, the Cowboys went with. Oh, Jalen Ramsey. Yes, yes. And he's had great moments in his career. But like most cornerbacks, there's there's some high, high peaks and there's some kind of low lows, but Ramsey's done some good things. Okay, it is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And it is time to do some Campus Confidential. That is next. Baylor, Big 12 softball. This weekend on 101.3 FM. The Bears home this weekend hosting top-ranked Oklahoma. Games Friday at 6.30, Saturday at 2, and Sunday at 1 for Baylor softball on 101.3 FM. Join Dan Ingham for Baylor Big 12 softball every game on 101.3 FM. Hey, Rachel, let's go to Scarborough Renaissance Festival again. Really? We had so much fun there last time. Oh, remember those cute nights we met at the wine tasting event? OMG. 
So much fun. The artisan marketplace filled with exquisite crafts, 20 stages of non-stop entertainment and wine tasting with nights. Let's go. <laughs> Scarborough Renaissance Festival. Weekends now through May 29th. Get discount tickets today at srfestival.com. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number. So, why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank and... Your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. And also at cnbwaco.com. How about serving delicious Central Texas-style barbecue and all the fixings at your next catering event? Hellberg Barbecue caters all size events from small birthday parties to large corporate gatherings of over 800 people and full service weddings, including appetizers, charcuterie tables, and more. And they feature a catering rewards program for repeat customers, including a rebate on additional jobs, plus a rebate on new catering jobs referred to Hellberg. Learn more at hellbergsbarbecue.com. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Don't miss the Real Texas Gun Show, Saturday, April 21st and Sunday, April 22nd at the Bell County Expo Center. The Real Texas Gun Show is proud to be a place where small mom-and-pop vendors share the floor with large dealers that buy, sell, and trade firearms at our shows. The vendors are some of the most reputable in the state of Texas. The variety at the shows is extensive, and oftentimes, if they don't have it, they don't make it. The Real Texas Gun Show has more than just guns. They also have lots of ammo, hunting gear, collectibles, and a whole lot more. So come on down to the Real Texas Gun Show, April 21st, 9 to 5, and April 22nd, noon to 4 at the Bell County Expo Center. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, DMRA Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. The City of Temple presents the 18th Annual Bloomin' Temple Festival in historic downtown Temple, Friday and Saturday, April 28th and 29th. Bloomin' will kick off on Friday night with the Sefco and KPA Engineer Stages with Troy Native, Landon Heights, the Chad Cook Band, and closing out the night with Tracy Bird. Saturday night, sing along with Peyton Howie, Waco's own Hooser Brothers, and one of country music's most praised traditional artists, Joe Nichols. Join us for a Bloomin' Good Time and visit BloominTemple.com for advanced tickets and festival information campus confidential is brought to you by jim turner chevrolet where they say we're just a heartbeat away in mcgregor and we treat you like family check them out at turnerchevy.com it's time for campus confidential our daily look at college football news here's your host matt mosley all right it is campus confidential time and um Anxious to get in here because we got some transfer news today. Got some exciting news on the Baylor Bears. And um, Aaron will kind of talk about that. And, uh, well, Aaron, I don't want to preempt you, but it's very exciting. This uh, The person Aaron will be discussing will be hopping on with us to start the 5 o'clock hour. So that's uh, that'll be exciting. Aaron, what's on your docket today? Campus Confidential. We will start with that. Baylor Men's basketball picked up a commitment today from Virginia Commonwealth transfer guard Jaden Nunn. The junior guard has been linked to Baylor the past week or so 
after they have lost three guards in the last two weeks. And uh, he will be enrolling at Baylor with two years of eligibility left. He averaged 9.3 points, 2.5 rebounds, and 1.5 assists last year. He'll have two years of eligibility left, and he is a plus defender, according to the article. So that is very, very important, especially after last year. Yeah, this was not – that did not meet the standards of this program, the defensive – uh, and they had moments, they had games that were pretty good. This guy, just from watching the highlights, Aaron, gets in passing lanes, long arms, big guard at 6'4". And and I think, you know, Keontae's leaving. Um, I think it will be nice, and, and that was he was a big guard, and he was good at getting stills and getting his hands in there and that kind of thing. But this guy knows what to do, knows how to finish, and um, – Pretty good playmaker. Like, I, I kind of liked watching him with some step-back threes. He could create his own shot. I, I think just from the little I've watched, certainly going to need to tighten up the handle, you know, to as he gets ready for the NBA. But from a – you just – to have those bigger guards who can get out to the wing, who can switch if they need to, um, and, and can, can maybe if they had to, you know, defend against somebody 6'6 six, six or 6'7. Six, I mean – we saw, and I hate to do this, I don't want to compare him to Davion Mitchell. The, I mean, as John Jake has told us, you know, in, re, in recent times, that was one of like a top 10 Aaron all-time defender in college basketball, not just at Baylor. And so, and he was doing it last night for Sacramento. I, I think this guy is going to be, certainly not, no one's really at that level, but I just love his size and I love um, even watching his, you can just tell his wingspan. He, when you watch him kind of settle in and guard somebody, he looks even taller than six four. I mean, he kind of almost plays bigger than that. So I'm, uh, I'm excited about this pickup, and I don't think you can get too caught up. I mean, my gosh, people react when there's like five points a game, nine points a game. We react crazy you know, on all these things. But Baylor needed. Some good news. I think there'll be more good news to come, but I think this is a really nice piece to add. And uh, the whole staff, uh, obviously, these are some closers. And Aaron, when you you mentioned um, Texas, Oklahoma, LSU, Penn State was big because that's an improving program. And his coach at VCU was going to Penn State. I'd like to think, Aaron... The, the what Baylor has to offer, who knows, maybe NIL, but I think maybe more importantly to this young man, the NBA, the fact that uh, with Davion and Jared and so many players, the NBA, Kendall going, uh, lottery picks recently with Sohan, um, you know, being with the San Antonio Spurs, Davion was a lottery pick. I mean, they're really doing well in the NBA. So I'm... Uh, this is good news, Aaron. I'm glad you led with that. Speaking of the transfer portal, National Men's Player of the Year, Zach Eddy, the Purdue Center, has declared for the NBA draft. He did leave the door open to return, though. He hasn't hired an agent yet. Eddy played in 34 games last year. He averaged 22.3 points, 12.9 rebounds, and over two blocks per game 
on 61.9% shooting from the field. So if he does decide to enter the draft, he is projected to be either a late first or early second round pick. I think this is a guy who should consider coming back. And Toshibwe at Kentucky won, you know, the best player in the country, this MVP award, and did elect to come back. It'll really be up to what kind of money Purdue can come up with. Could they match what you would make as a rookie? Probably so. Probably get pretty close. I mean, this is a guy who really should make uh, somewhere in the two hundred to 400000 range at Purdue to play another season. Now, Purdue may have a different philosophy on this. They may not want to – you know, I'm sure they have a collective. They may not want to spend so much on one player. But Edie is um, – and, and Aaron, you remember that story. Baylor uh, looked at Edie pretty closely. And he came to Waco and he fell in love with the program and Scott Drew and everybody. And I think – Coach Nunes, who had a big uh, hand in that, and Edie's mom, and I can't remember, there may have been some connections to Purdue. They they really wanted him to go there, and she wouldn't let Zach commit. He wanted to commit right after his trip to Waco. Um, Edie is uh, it, it just he's enormous. Aaron, I saw a recent picture of him at like the John Wooden Award dinner, and he was next to Drew Timmy. I mean. When we think of Drew Timmy, the great player from Gonzaga, what are we thinking? Six ten, mm-hmm. somewhere like that. You know, big dude, two seventy five, easy. Yeah, Edie made him look like a little kid. Wow, it was like one of us standing next to. I mean, it, it was crazy. Uh, an enormous man like Drew Timmy from Richardson Pierce High School. Um, I might add, I saw I saw Drew Timmy's mom recently. Aaron, she's on the RISD school board. And she was riding in the Lake Highlands State Championship Parade with a Lake Highlands jersey on, even though her son played at Pierce, a rival of the Lake Highlands Wildcats. So I kind of enjoyed seeing Mrs. Timmy uh, supporting the Wildcats. You know, Aaron, when you want to win votes for school board, (laughs) you'll wear just about any jersey. Right. Yeah. TCU wide receiver Jordan Hudson has decided to enter the NCAA transfer portal. Hudson, a former five-star recruit out of Garland, originally chose TCU over offers from every major program in the country just about, including Texas, USC, LSU, Alabama. Hudson last year had 174 receiving yards and three touchdowns on 14 receptions, which put him seventh on TCU's roster. TCU also added several players in the transfer portal, including old uh, old Miss receiver Jalen Robinson. You know, I there have been some TCU people, and Aaron, you got to watch this when the fan sites, you know, the message boards, and the people do that immediately. If somebody leaves, they'll be like, "I wasn't that great." And um, uh, Jeremy Clark is kind of a well-known TCU writer. And, and covers a lot of that. And he was quick to say, Aaron, that they thought good things for him, but he was really like the fourth or be- fifth best receiver for the Horn Frogs in the spring. I have heard from our other Horn Frogs insider, I don't know if he wants to be named on this kind of story, that this guy was everything he was cracked up to be. Like, this is a, this is a, a loss for TCU. Now, is it crushing? Maybe not. Maybe they've got enough depth there that they'll be okay, but... Uh, this is a tough one, Aaron. This was a uh, this was a top. This was a four star 
and this was the prize recruit of uh, of 2022 for the old frogs. It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And uh, Aaron, thank you. That was uh, some good campus uh, confidential. You've got some more, Aaron. Later in the uh, program, we'll be back. we got uh, Dave Aranda we're going to hear from. He spoke Saturday. Didn't get to that yesterday. I want to get to some of that today. But um, Aaron was just talking about him. The newest member of the Baylor Bears, Jaden Nunn, comes in from VCU. 6'4 guard. He joins the Mosley Show next. It's the annual green and gold game for the Baylor Bears live at McLean Stadium this Saturday at noon. Join Matt Mosley and myself for the ESPN Simple Texas kickoff show as we get our first look at the 2023 Bears. You'll hear from Coach Aranda and we'll preview this year's spring game before we send it to John Morris for the play-by-play for the green and gold game. Join us at 11 a.m. this Saturday live from McLean Stadium brought to you by the Baylor Alumni Association, Barnett Contracting, Lake Air Pool Supply, Maya Fuels, and McAdams & Sons Roofing right here on your flagship for Baylor Athletics ESPN Central Texas. Save to Win at First Central Credit Union. Only $25 to start your Save to Win account. Win up to $5,000 in quarterly prizes. Save to Win must be activated January 1st through April 30th. First Central Save to Win account is the smartest way to save. Everything we do, we do for you. Speak with a member services rep for details. Go online at firstcentralcu.com. Subject to membership eligibility and application policies, member NCUA. Did you know... Now's a great time to let Jeff on our Toyota put you in a new or used vehicle. I'm Kyle Tomlinson, General Manager of Jeff on our Toyota, and you can choose from many makes and models, all priced to fit any budget. We also have a state-of-the-art service and body shop and a full-line parts department with factory-trained Toyota specialists. Stop by and see me or any of our team members for a great car at a fair price. Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality, Waco values. The City of Temple presents the 18th annual Bloomin' Temple Festival in historic downtown Temple, Friday and Saturday, April 28th and 29th. Bloomin' will kick off on Friday night with the Sefco and KPA Engineer stages with Troy Native, Landon Heights, the Chad Cook Band, and closing out the night with Tracy Bird. Saturday night, sing along with Peyton Howie, Waco's own Hooser Brothers, and one of country music's most praised traditional artists, Joe Nichols. Join us for a Bloomin' Good Time and visit BloominTemple.com for advanced tickets and festival information this is espn central texas Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for vehicle pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty at CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. Attention farmers and ranchers, you want that person-to-person service with someone you know and trust to get your animal supplies to you and take the worry out cost-effectively. That's where Agritech Animal Health with Chad Spitzer and his staff are all about. People you know and trust with over 100 years of combined experience in the animal health industry. From the heart of Texas to the Red River, they are there to service you with that personal feel and products you know and trust. Stop by and see Ashley at their Marlin location or give them a call to set you up and keep your animals in the game at 254-883-5500. It's Agritech Animal Health. 
Elevate your career with a new job at Versalift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. Versalift Southwest occupies a 16-acre, state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They're now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians and welders. They offer great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location at 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank, with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Helberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Myatt Fuels, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, Versalift Southwest, Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Dave Aranda, Baylor football coach, coming up. We'll hear a little bit from him at 520. Tomorrow we'll go one-on-one with him. But now joined by Jaden Nunn, the newest Baylor Bear from VCU. Really nice player there and has ended up in uh, Waco, Texas. He's not quite here yet, but uh, mm-hmm. we'll be excited to uh, have him. And uh, Jaden, con- uh, congratulations. We're very uh, happy about this news and uh, welcome to the Baylor family. Thank you. Thank you. Well, what was the uh, what was what's this been like? Is this has to be interesting to go through recruitment? You originally re- uh, committed to Iowa State, and then you ended up at VCU to mm-hmm. go through this again. Was it fun? Was it hectic? What was the uh, what have these last um, you know week or two been like for you? Last week or two has been hectic. You know, coming down to this decision, you know, it was a hard decision. But you know, me and my son, we had talked, you know, over the past nights and. That's what helped, you know, come down to this decision and picking Baylor. All right. Um, Texas, Oklahoma, LSU, Penn State were in the mix. What was it, uh, Jaden, as you were kind of – and I guess your decision originally to go in the portal, uh, I would assume that had something to do with your coach uh, mm-hmm. leaving and, and going to Penn State. And I'm sure that was appealing to maybe even stay with him because Penn State mm-hmm. obviously would have loved you to have come there. Um, yeah. What was that? Was it tough? I mean, I think several of your teammates maybe decided to go the portal route, but having those connections there and playing for VCU, um, was that some soul searching or was it a fairly easy decision to leave? Um, it was a tough decision. You know, I was really, I wanted to play with my teammates. I really got comfortable with my teammates. You know, my teammates, you know, I really started looking at them like family. You know, we were all brothers and very close. So it was very hard for me to make the decision and leaving them. I didn't want to leave them for ever. So. Yeah, and and Baylor, you know, I, Scott and Coach Jacobs and all of it, it's a, it's an unbelievable staff as you found out, and they're pretty relentless. Boy, once that once you start visiting with them and they believe in you, you know about it. Um, what what made you? What led you to this decision? Because boy, I'm sure there was nil money out there for you. People value different things. What was the biggest reason in the end uh, you decided to go with the Bears? Um, how hard they're recruiting me, you know. They show how much they needed me, you know, on their team. You know, it made me feel like a, a family, you know. I went on a visit, and then 
the very first day they recruited me, it made me feel like family, you know, so it's like I've been new to them. So, yeah, that's why we picked them. I really got comfortable with the coaching staff. All right, and what was that like? Did they did you get to um, come on a visit, and um, did you go check out the site of the new arena? That had to be kind of appealing oh, and yeah. exciting. What was the what was kind of the major focus of those talks? And I and and what did they tell you about how they view you and see your role on this team? Um, you know, from the first day we talked, you know, they believed in me, and you know, when I first went on a visit and stuff, when I came out there uh, this past weekend, you know. They showed me they showed me all around campus and everything. They showed me my fit, my style, my role on the team, how it fit in their system. You know, from looking at those perspectives, you know, I feel like Baylor was the best spot for me. What do you like? Do you like um, you know, the point guard is what you played in high school. I'm sure you can mm-hmm. obviously you got the size to be a shooting guard. Did mm-hmm. you kinda did they sell you a little bit on the Almost positionless. Hey, you know they they love obviously three guard offense here. Yeah. What was their talk? Because they got some great young freshmen coming in, as I'm sure you know. Did you uh, did you hear from those guys at all from uh, Jacoby or uh, Miro as as you got ready to make this decision? Um, no, not yet. But you know the three guard offense. You know that's what really played perspective in the decision. You know they had a positionless. You know anybody could run away. Anybody could play it two. Anybody could put it three. You know, and then their defense, you know, they talk to me a lot. They need a defensive stopper. You know, they depended on me for uh, and being that and taking that role on the team. Ooh, I like that. A defensive uh, stopper. Talking to Jaden Nunn, who's become a Baylor Bear. And um, you watched one guy last night in the NBA playoff who's, playoffs who played here, Davion Mitchell. I bet his name came up. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's who all people are measured against at Baylor. What at VCU, was that is that a role you really – embraced uh, I saw you have a ton of steals and dunks and that kind of thing but um is that is that is they even go back to high school when did you kind of first really embrace that end of the court and and become a, a really good defensive player um I'd say you know starting in high school you know my freshman year of high school that's when I really started to embrace the defensive end you know going into uh you know freshman being a freshman on varsity I had to find a way to get on the court I know this defense uh defense you know, there's a lot to get on the court, you know, stay on the court as well. You know, teams need defense. So if you play defense, you will always be on the court and get a lot of playing time. All right. And they probably told you that the defense wasn't quite what they wanted it to be last uh, season. What did you think of Baylor from afar? Um, you were, uh, you know, coming out when they won that uh, national title a couple of years ago. Uh, I bet you remember watching that team. What did you kind of uh, – know about Baylor and what did you kind of think uh, from afar before you got to start knowing the team and and the coaching staff uh, from afar you know I thought Baylor was all, I thought I always think Baylor was a good team you know they did a, they do a good job with their guards and the offensive play and how they use their guards always thought Baylor was a good team and never never thought anything you know other than that about Baylor I always thought they were good they were a great team a great winning culture and everything about it which of these teams you talk to, like, how much did the NIL stuff come up? You know, some players value that a great deal, and, and that's a determining factor. Um, obviously, the NBA factor, I think, is big with what Baylor's done with their NBA players. From an NIL standpoint, in your conversations with these different schools you looked at, was it did, – did, did it come up quite a bit? I mean, what was your kind of interest level, and, and how much did it come up from those schools? Um, NIL, you know, it never was an interest level or a big factor for me because, you know, 
I really the main goal is to you know get to the NBA. So the NIL, you know, really though, I really didn't like you know that wasn't the main factor in my decision making or what school I chose. You know, but it was just who got the best fit and who can help me complete my dreams. You know, who can help me got the best best for uh probability in going to the NBA. You know, that's the end goal. That's my dream. That's where I want to go. Were you kind of surprised with um, Scott Drew? All that energy. I mean, some people are kind of caught off guard. I mean, he is. <laughs> He is relentless and he's extremely positive. What was your what was your kind of first impression of him? Oh yeah, for sure caught me off guard for sure, for sure. You know, he was very energetic and you know, very very social and you know, I just like everything about Scott You know, he's a good guy for sure. Where did they um where did you go to eat? Did they I mean did you go get something good? Like what was what was the uh, what was on the menu there? Or did you get in there and start getting shots up? What was the uh, what was the visit like? Um, the visit was great. You know, first day on the visit, we went to uh, Mongolia. We ate good at Mongolia, and, you know, it was great. And then we went out to eat. We went out to eat again later on that day. Went to the gym, took me around campus, the football stadium, everything. You know, it was great. All right. Yeah, you'll like that. And then the uh, you saw the makings of the arena as it's going mm-hmm. up, Foster Pavilion. That has to be a... A fun thought. What about some of those? Uh, who do you kind of emulate um, when you think about your game and and who? I don't know if there's an NBA player or a college player or somebody you really looked up to. Is there anybody that you love watching and and um, and and kind of have patterns your game after to a certain extent? Um, I really like watching. You know, Darius Garland and uh, Thomas Sexton. They're my top two favorite players. And I love watching them. I try to resume my game as much as you know to them. So, yeah, they're my favorite two players right now. They're my favorite players growing up in high school, all the way from their high school career, college, to the NBA. I've been liking them. Wow. Yeah, Sexton, yeah, I've kind of watched him um, and where he's kind of ended up. And he he was a fascinating um, college player there at uh, Alabama. And he's kind of learning now to kind of come off the bench and that kind of thing. Do you – you know, I've always – in high school, you were a big-time scorer. You didn't quite score – that much at VCU, what do you? What is their vision for you? Like from a three-point shoot, obviously this team loves the three. How do you feel about the three-point line and kind of where your shot is right now? And like, what is the what's the part of the game you feel like you've got the most room to grow? Um, definitely the offensive side. You know, I feel like you know they're gonna help me. You know, expand. You know, my offensive and ready and show it as well. Cause you know through their style of play and their position with guard style of offense that they have. So, yeah. All right, and then what about being from Flint? What is the? I mean, that's a that's such an interesting place. They've had great players from there. Is there a lot of pride? And I know you went out a state um, to play, you know, after that, and had a great career there. But being from Flint, and and um, it's it's an interesting place. And again, they've produced some amazing players. Did you grow up yeah. uh, a Michigan State fan? Michigan. What was your? Uh, who were you rooting for as you were growing up? Um, as, when I was growing up, I really rooted for Michigan. You know, that was my dream. To my love, Michigan basketball, Michigan football. You know, that was a dream school. You know, I love everything about it. You know. So yeah, then my dream that was my dream school. You know, I was Michigan State rivalry. I didn't like Michigan State. I like Michigan. <laughs> Coach Izzo, that was not for you, huh? So you liked uh, Coach Bayline and and uh yeah, it and, and obviously Juwan Howard coming along there. You were a you were a Michigan man. I mean, who are now in, in Flint, I mean just, I just think about some of the people that have come out of there. Is there anybody 
who who who'd you kind of grow up? I'm trying to think who's from Flint because they've just put out so many tremendous players over the years. Who were a couple of the folks like around the time you were a kid, kind of watching come out of there? Um, I really watched Miles Bridges a lot coming out of here. You know, mm. he, he was really really good. You know, in high school, you know, when, or in middle school when he played in Flint as well, he was real good. Yeah, yeah, obviously, and he's been through some stuff, but a tremendous player and tremendous athleticism and all of that. And um, so what do you think of this roster? I mean, you know, it's, I know it's been a whirlwind. Um, what do you, I mean, if you kind of checked out, um, I don't know who was in town or who you got to meet or whatever, but, you know, Jalen Bridges, obviously, hoping he comes back, the guy that came over from West Virginia. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there, there's some interesting pieces of this. Uh, Everyday John, um, you know, that uh, you probably knew about him from afar because he was pretty amazing. Uh, uh, Ojan Wuna, Ojan Wuna, I should say. What, what, any of those guys stand out to you when you, uh, when you met them? Um, uh, I met, uh, I met D'Antoine, I met, um, I met Langston, mm. you know, I met all the guards, and then I met, uh, I met some of the bigs, too, some of the bigs. They were all, they were all good, good guys, for sure. Okay. Langston's known as a big-time recruiter, and, mm. uh, and he, he loves to get in the gym and that kind of thing, and he's a big guard like you are, so, and a physical guy, but, uh, well, this is, uh, this is going to be exciting, and, uh, I, I got to say, man, I, I, when you were, like, going to Austin to check that out, you know, I was kind of on pins and needles. So it was great to see that news today that you were going to be a, uh, a Baylor Bear, and uh, that'll, be, uh, that'll be exciting. That, did you get to go over and, and see the, uh, the new arena going up? I, I bet that was kind of – you didn't put a hard hat on and, and walk around there, did you? Uh, no, no, that, Scott Drew did that, but uh, I, I watched it. You know, I seen them building and stuff. It was nice. Yeah, the Foster Pavilion, and you're gonna—they're gonna pack a ton of fans in there, and it'll be a home court advantage. I'm curious, your coach that was leaving to go to Penn State, uh, Mike Rhodes, what what was uh, what was his impact like on you? What was uh, because I, I bet that was kind of tough, thinking maybe you had played for him your whole career, and then that, that didn't happen. What uh, what kind of impact did he have on you? And what what was your biggest takeaway? What did you learn from Coach Rhodes? Um, Coach Rose is a great coach, you know, he helped me helped me a lot, you know, just on and off the court, you know, he's a good guy, you know, he still, he still, he takes me today as well, so, you know, that's my guy for life, for sure. All right, so he did. He wasn't mad at you for choosing uh, Baylor, I like that, well, it was, uh, um, it's exciting to think about and uh, get ready for you to to show up on campus, it'll be fun next year. Now you got to jump in and start recruiting other players, right? Is there anybody? Is there any of your old uh, former teammates or or uh, or anybody else in the portal you're already trying to talk into coming to Baylor? Oh no, not yet. Anybody, but anybody they want me to get out for sure. Be asking. <laughs> Do you have any green and gold? I mean, did you at least get some? Uh, did you at least get some t-shirts and shorts and yeah. that kind of thing? Yeah, I got some for sure. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, uh, that was uh, nice to visit with you, and um, man, that's it's exciting. And and Jaden, we're uh, and so your nickname just saw is Jay Nunn. Is that what people call you? Yes. All right. All right. You can work with that. There'll be some good NIL opportunities with the Jay Nunn. You need to kind of launch, you know, your T-shirts and stuff like that. But uh, yeah. hey, it'll be uh, it'll be great to have you. Uh, congratulations, and look forward to meeting you in person. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you. Look forward to meeting you as well. You bet. There he goes. Jaden Nunn, um, 6'4", 
big guard, uh, very athletic, and and you heard it, known as a defensive stopper. And uh, Aaron, I would say that's the that's the part of the conversation that sticks with me the most is they're zeroing in on some guys that can help them on defense. They're losing some really talented players. Bonner's a good defender and a great character guy. I don't think, you know, obviously, um, Cryer, defense was not his specialty. It was shooting. He's one of the best shooters in the country. But if this guy can continue to grow on the offensive side and match his defensive game, I think it could be a really good fit here. Yeah, and he's already a, a really good shooter. He shot 40% from three-point range last year. So I think that volume will pick up for him next year, and I, I think we have great things to look forward to. I, I, I think some of those players that went into K-State last year, and they brought a lot of guys in, and you remember we were almost kind of joking. They'd be like, oh, somebody from LSU, oh, he scored like three points a game. I mean, you know, big, big whoop. And they got there – and they just fit. They 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 fit beautifully together. And and again, they're losing two incredible players. They're actually three. Uh, Masood's leaving two from Kansas State. But I this guy just sounds like isn't that? It's kind of cool to hear. And of course, Baylor needs that because while Baylor has unbelievable donors, I mean they can't go toe to toe on every player for Texas because Texas can just money whip you. So to hear that. That NIL wasn't the biggest priority for him, um, I think it's kind of refreshing. It is. I don't recall reading an interview or hearing an interview, you know, where, where that, that, that's been said by an athlete. So you don't hear it that often for sure. And again, what Baylor has to talk about is you can have other, uh, I mean, all these players that have gone to the NBA and then uh, Keontae getting ready to be their next lottery pick. And I know Baylor people are are kind of getting, it's funny, they're now like Kentucky fans, I'm sure used to be. Kentucky fans got okay with the one, you know, one and done as long as they were winning titles every now and then. <laughs> um, you know, Baylor, Sohan would not have been a one and done probably had he not been thrust into the lineup, played more, and then he became incredible. I'm not sure... And, and people say, well, did Baylor really develop him? Yeah, they developed him a lot. I mean, it was a tremendous. So I think when a guy like this sees, whether it be Davion or Sohan, Sohan was not. I mean, like, of the, of the ratings, as far as recruiting rankings, if you looked at all-time Baylor recruits, Sohan would barely be, like, in the top 15 of all-time recruits. He was not. He was barely... I'm not even sure he was a top 100 ESPN guy, and he ended up being a lottery pick. So I, I think this is very exciting. And again, a player from Flint, Michigan, you remember who Miles Bridges is. He's a guy that's been out of the NBA for a while, uh, Aaron, and, and uh, on some really, you know, kind of uh, un- unfortunate circumstances on a domestic violence situation. I think he's, he's going to be – He's going to start next season with a 10-game suspension, and he's going to come back. But from a from a playing standpoint, athleticism standpoint, he's he's one of the most athletic guys in the NBA, and that's who that's who uh, our man Jaden was talking about. Aaron, did you get that uh, nickname, Jay Nunn? Got it down. So that's uh, Jay Mo and Jay Nunn. All right. So we've got those are two members of the uh, of the Baylor family. Again, averaged around 10 points a game, 
two and a half rebounds, but was a really fine defensive player on what was kind of a throwback. VCU had the unbelievable runs. I think they made the uh, Final Four many, many years ago. And VCU had gotten good again, and he was a part of that. All right, it's Matt Mosley's show, ESPN Central Texas, Aaron Sexton alongside. Tomorrow we have a one-on-one, an exclusive sit-down with the head coach of the Baylor Bears, Dave Aranda. I'm excited about that. Today, though, we're going to hear a little bit of what Coach Aranda had to say after the scrimmage on Saturday. We'll listen to him. We'll react to it. That's next on the Mosley Show. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor athletics. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. My name's Trevor Jack of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor baseball back in action on the road tonight. Softball gears up for Oklahoma, and acrobatics and tumbling number one with a bullet. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. It's Ram Truck Month at Allen Samuels in Waco, and the deals couldn't be any hotter. Get a new 2023 Ram 1500 Lone Star Crew Cab with values up to $4,250 plus 4.9% for 72 months. Or get a new 2022 Ram 1500 Lone Star Crew Cab with 1.9% for 72 months or 10% off MSRP. That's right. Come pick from the best selection of brand new inventory in Central Texas at Allen Samuels in Waco while supplies last. Light the tower green. The Baylor Bears are Big 12 Conference champions. Fans, want to get into Baylor Bears athletic events for free? Become a Texas Farm Bureau member today. Texas Farm Bureau members get two free tickets to select Baylor Bears athletic events all year long. Let's go! Visit BaylorBears.com slash TFB tickets to learn about how you can get your two free tickets today. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance, proud sponsor of Baylor Athletics. You're listening to the Baylor Sports Beat on ESPN Central Texas. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Baylor baseball back in action tonight. They're on the road for the entire week. Tonight headed for Huntsville to take on the Sam Houston State Bearcats. The Bears took one of three games from Texas over the weekend at Baylor Ballpark, but still looking for their first true road win of the season Here's Baylor assistant coach Zach Dillon. Yeah, I think I think this is the next step for us is learning how to play on the road. Um, we we played in a really competitive game at DBU on, on Tuesday night and in front of a great crowd and environment. And I, I feel like this weekend and, and tomorrow night it's more of the same. We just got to keep growing and and finding ways to win on the road. You know, when when it's you against everybody else and their fans and their crowd. Um, learning how to play with freedom and without fear and, and being on go and on the attack is, is kind of the next step I think our guys need to take. So we're going to keep, you know, sending those messages from our staff to the guys and, and helping them play freely and helping them breathe in moments when they're on the road. And, and hopefully, you know, we can we can do the things it takes to win win this week. So we're excited about the challenge, another great opportunity. Um, but like like I continue to say, and like we're continuing to say in here, like what's next? Mm-hmm. We're gonna move forward and and 
continue to grow and get better. And and we know the wins and losses, you know, are, are in large part due to our performance and how we play and how we compete. So we know those things are coming. Um, we know the results are coming, but we're, we're excited about another week and another week of work and competition. Baylor baseball assistant Zach Dillon, the Bears in Huntsville to take on Sam Houston State tonight on the air at 615, first pitch at 630, right here on ESPN Central Texas. Meanwhile, Baylor softball does not have a midweek game this week. They're gearing up to host a three-game series against top-ranked Oklahoma this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at Getterman Stadium. The entire weekend series already sold out. And Baylor Acrobatics and Tumbling has been named the number one seed for the 2023 NCATA National Championships. They'll be held April 27th through the 29th in Wheeling, West Virginia. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas. The City of Temple presents the 18th Annual Bloomin' Temple Festival in historic downtown Temple, Friday and Saturday, April 28th and 29th. Bloomin' will kick off on Friday night with the Sefco and KPA Engineer stages with Troy Native, Landon Heights, the Chad Cook Band, and closing out the night with Tracy Bird. Saturday night, sing along with Peyton Howie, Waco's own Hooser Brothers, and one of country music's most praised traditional artist, Joe Nichols. Join us for a Bloomin' Good Time and visit BloominTemple.com for advanced tickets and festival information. Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. New inventory has arrived and it's time for you to take advantage. Malibu, Equinox Traverse, Blazer, and the best trailblazer ever built. Also, the new 2024 HD pickup in stock for immediate delivery and folks still 0% financing on every half-ton Silverado in stock. So give us an opportunity to earn your business. Give us a call, 840-3261 or shop us 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor. We'll treat you like family. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Attention farmers and ranchers, you want that person-to-person service with someone you know and trust to get your animal supplies to you and take the worry out cost-effectively. That's where Agritech Animal Health with Chad Spitzer and his staff are all about. People you know and trust with over 100 years of combined experience in the animal health industry. From the heart of Texas to the Red River, they are there to service you with that personal feel and products you know and trust. Stop by and see Ashley at their Marlin location or give them a call to set you up and keep your animals in the game at 25. 25- It's Agritech Animal Health. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and people just like you that need affordable health insurance to get it. We have short and long-term health insurance plans and some even cover dental, vision, and prescription drugs. Don't take a risk with your 
your family's health insurance, it's not worth it. If you're self-employed or now need affordable health insurance, call right now and learn for free how to get it. Listen, affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call away. So give us a shout right now. 800-659-7540. You had a dream to open your own business, put in the long hours of development, gathering resources, and finally opening your doors to the public. Don't forget the marketing part of your business plan. Eminem Broadcasters have an experienced staff of marketing professionals who have helped countless businesses succeed in Central Texas, and they're ready to help you today. Call 254-772-0930. That's 254-772-0930, or email to info at mmbwaco.com. Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Good to have the newest member of the Baylor Bears. He transferred in from VCU, and um, it is um, Jaden Nunn, and kind of known as a defensive stopper, and this staff did a great job. Coach Jacus and Scott, of course, uh, AB, the whole gang, Got involved, and they closed the deal. Came in for a visit. Really loved it. And I kind of brought up the NIL. Just said it wasn't a major priority for him. I mean, I I find that fascinating when a 19-year-old tells you that whether or not they're offering. And again, you say, well, uh, he may just be saying that. Didn't sound like it. Didn't sound like it. And I mean, he was kind of honest about everything. And uh, Texas, uh, Oklahoma, LSU, and Penn State were all in the mix. And Jaden Nunn, who, you know, ESPN's main draft guy, or one of their big-time draft guys, uh, I think his name is Giovanni, Jonathan Giovanni. Boy, he doesn't just do a write-up on anybody. Not every transfer gets some kind of write-up. And he had a lot to say about this young man as an NBA prospect. And I know people hear that and go, oh, great. Oh, great. Another NBA player. There are worse things than producing tremendous NBA players. And, um, and Baylor's had, you know, starting to have a few churn through. But he does have a couple of years left of eligibility and uh, should be fine. And I think has a great, has the potential to be an NBA player. From what I've seen, you know, the defense is going to be his calling card early on. But he also has a nice little wiggle about him in terms of getting himself open for a shot. He's he's got some range, and he's got some athleticism, and he's just what I would call in baseball. You call these people like toolsy type players. He's got some nice tools. It's hard to coach size, and when you got a guard that's six four, has really long arms. And I'm telling you, man, once you meet Langston and some of these players that are already here, Langston is a great recruiter for the Bears. In fact, I think Coach Jacobs has told me before that uh, Langston Love 
may be Baylor's best recruiter. One of the things Scott loves to do is let his let it be a player-led program. And that's a little difficult when you got guys like Cryer and, and Bonner on their way out. But the players that were around did make a difference, uh, did impact Jaden Nunn. He made a decision. He seems very happy about it. And um, he'll finish up there at VCU and uh, maybe go back to Flint, Michigan for a little bit this summer. But then get, get to Baylor and settle in. And then next, um, next January, help open up Foster Pavilion. Now, Aaron, I think I sent you this. Aaron Sexton, our producer slash board operator. Um, Aaron, we've, we're going to have kind of the, the guy that's really over a lot of the progress that's made over there. You've seen John Morris do those uh, interviews in his hard hat. John loves to put the hard hat. In fact, sometimes they'll hand him a hammer, and he'll get involved in the building process over there. Foster Pavilion. And um, I, this is going to be fun tomorrow. We're going to get kind of uh, – we're going to get some – uh, an update on how things are going at the Foster Pavilion with someone that's watched it all happen. And, uh, boy, Henry Howard, I like this guy. He's a fun guy. I watched an interview he did with John. He's kind of funny. He was giving John a hard time. That's the kind of guy I want on the program. Dave Aranda tomorrow will be one-on-one with us at 5 o'clock. Aaron, if it's us, it would be one-on-two. But I'm, I am, I'm, we're going we're gonna to take care of this tomorrow. And um, it'll be fun to have that exclusive type deal with none other than Dave Aranda. And uh, here, one, to kind of get ready for that, Aaron, there was a uh, scrimmage the other day on Saturday. And, you know, the, uh, these are fun. Of course, the spring game, this scrimmage was probably one to kind of get some of the young guys ready. Okay, this is what the stadium's going to feel like. Kind of get everybody ready as they go with the, uh, get ready for the spring game and to kind of go through a few things. Sometimes for the young players, even a spring game can feel kind of big and there can be some butterflies. You don't want that, but it happens. You'd rather it happen there than in the fall. So that'll be fun next Saturday. And boy, I got all kinds of friends coming to town. The uh, Letterman, a lot of the former Baylor players are doing some things on a on a on a cookout. And that was really fun. They were grilling last year. And the Office of Baylor alumni, Doug Furch and his group, was heavily involved. Ward and I will be doing our show from out there. Um, and we'll probably even have the winner of the big uh, uh, award, the grilling award. And we'll be doing that. But, Aaron, let's let folks hear, and we'll react to some of this as we go. But this was Coach Aranda uh, following Saturday's scrimmage. It's first time in the stadium for a little bit, but playing through that and uh, making plays um, in the air and um, you know def- de- defensively on the edges, just way cool to see. I thought that um, productive, productive scrimmage, and I, and I think a healthy one. My my hope is that it comes out being a healthy one. So take any questions you guys have. With uh, a week left before spring game, I mean, what are you kind of looking to get out of this last week? I think, you know, the consistency, if a guy has done something one time, we want to see him be able to do that, do it another time. Uh, if a guy can do something in a walkthrough and can do it in a unit teach and then do it in a practice, uh, can he do it when he crosses the bridge and gets in the plane and, and do it in a pressure situation? I think 
you know the 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 mantra of do simple better really just shows up and it's not about like um you know replacing things that maybe are broken it's just fixing them and so i think with that mindset and keeping it real basic and uh, getting um you know the confidence and the um uh, the knowledge of if I'm if I'm a player and I'm and it's out there, hey, I'm struggling with something. Coach says this is what it is. I understand it. He says I have to do this. And then the next series goes go he goes out and he fixes it and he does it. That would be good in this this last week. Dave Aranda talking about what he's looking for this week. Boy, I tell you, the days of Dave Dave felt like some players may have taken advantage of him last year and that maybe I mean I think they're all and they really mean that that person over player and that's the reason some changes were made on this staff that does not mean you let the player walk all over you as a coach or you you know you got to stay on some of these I mean these are extremely young folks especially there's some I mean this is a weird team I mean it's a fun team I think but Aaron this is a team where some of your leaders are going to be guys that were in other programs last year, whether it be BYU, Oklahoma State, Arkansas. This one-time transfer rule has changed life as we know it with the portal. And it used to be, well, we'll get this guy from Buffalo, or we'll get this guy, what about this guy over from Vanderbilt? Let's bring him in, and maybe they can help us out. And they do help. I mean, Apuika is going to be a great draft pick from the Bears, came in from LSU and helped tremendously. Jackson Player from uh, Midway, you know, good player for the Bears. This is a weird year in that, much like SMU did and still is doing, man, there's a, quite a few transfers. And Aaron, again, it's not just, well, let's see if they can kind of be complementary pieces. Some of them will be leaders. I mean, whether he starts at quarterback or not, the youngster Sawyer Robertson that came in from Mississippi State is a leader, and people are responding to him, and they want to be around him. That's great news. That's great news for the Bears. Whether he wins the job or not, I mean, odds are, I mean, you hope you make it all the way through the year with your starting quarterback. Odds are you're going to have to have your backup get in there and get some activity. Even if he doesn't win the job, I like the fact that people are – drawn to this young man now I think people are right to say well why you know could we have gone and gotten somebody that had been a starter and that had played a lot of reps and could really come in here and point to some things they'd already accomplished in college football that's not this kid now he's I think he's got a great some great attributes but one of them is not oh a lot of experience Aaron we were hearing our buddy Drake and others talk about this R.J., our man, R.J. Martinez, you know what I'm going to do, Aaron? I'm going to apologize. I've been giving my buddy Drake a hard time. If I show up there at that spring game and R.J. Martinez comes out there with like a howitzer, boom, 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 and he's completing passes all over the field, I'm going to say, hey, I'm sorry. I poked fun at you. This kid can play from northern Arizona. Aaron, does that sound right to you? The young man comes to us from a sub-level or FCS-type program, I'm anxious to see him. Let's get him out there. Let's get all the quarterbacks out there. Let's get the wide receivers. you got some great young running backs. There'll be some guys held out for injury or whatever. But uh, we're going to get to see some players on Saturday. And and that's why it's this is just as big. Sometimes you go, well, the media has been 
watching this. This is this more for the fans. No. Hey, we're every bit, if not more, excited than the fans to see this because we don't get to see much of it at all. And again, they're not going to show us, oh my gosh, look at all the trick plays they're running in the spring game. But we'll see flashes. We'll see runs. We'll see catches. We'll see the arm of these two quarterbacks. We'll see the poise. We'll see how they lead. We'll see who struggles. We'll see who goes through some adversity. So, Aaron, I mean, I'm kind of getting myself excited as I talk about it. I don't know if you're excited. Anybody else out there? <laughs> Any of our listeners as you make your way around town? All right, Aaron, let's hear a little more of Dave Aranda. And this is following this uh, Saturday, this past Saturday's scrimmage. Coach, you mentioned simple. Coach Powell, it seems like that's kind of his deal. And I'm guessing he's taking it from you, too, mm-hmm. to make things a little more simple on defense. Yeah, I, you know, I think you know, simple is really sophisticated, really. I, there's a whole lot that goes into it. You know, I think when things get simple, you've kind of gone down the rabbit hole already and worked through all of the entanglements and all of the paradoxes and all of the, the, um, the swampy mess that can really weigh you down. And so you have to kind of do that. And then if you come back out, now you can be simple. I think if you don't do that, I would, I would use the word simplistic for that, which is kind of a, a blackboard thing, uh, either O or D, and that just ain't going to get it done. And so the, to, to be simple and to everyone be on like, – so if I'm a defender, right, I get the call early, I know my alignment. If it's this back, I can cheat it. If it's this other back, I don't cheat it. it I'm, I, I can get the call and the shrink call enough in time where I see the tight end. Is he closer to the line? ball is probably going that way is he off the ball with the back offset it's probably coming this way right which receivers in the game right is it the guy that normally blocks is the guy that that takes the post the post routes and tries to take the top off like all of that is into is what you would like for a defender in playing and then you know offensively it would be um what's the down distance you know um off of this formation that i know i'm in right the primary defense is this Right. Uh, they've been we've been hurting them this way. So their adjustments going to be this. Here it comes. Right. Hey, it's an out out call. Right. All of those things. I think, you know, it's not about what the coaches know. We want to see what the players know. And for, to do that, the coaches have to get out of the way. What are you seeing from uh, those quarterbacks in that battle? And, and would you like to name a starter by the end of the spring or does it matter if that goes into the fall I think you'd like to Um, I think the competition um, I know that the Sawyer has pushed Blake and I think Blake's continued to improve and excel I just looked some really good throws today uh, uh, to Keytron again and so it's cool that that is starting to become um, a real strong connection and uh, looking forward to see more of that but I think you know um What's good about Blake is kind of starting off slow, the whole offense, I think, kind of starting off slow and then kind of do what we're talking about. Hey, it's broke. What is it that's broke? Let's fix it, get back on the field. I think the more we can do that, that is really the thing that we're doing when we're out here doing this other stuff is we're really pushing past. You know, in the past, it might be looking for mom and dad saying, hey, it's broken. (laughs) It's broken. It's not supposed to be broken. Can you fix it? And to get the maturity comes into play when um, they're the ones that are fixing it. I like that. In the past, it's looking for mom and dad. It's broken. Let's fix it. And um, 
Boy, I talked about player-led program with Baylor basketball. I mean, this is what he's kind of talking about with football is the coaches sometimes have to get out of the way and see if the players can figure it out. That stuff you heard him talking about the defense, I mean, I he's a fascinating guy. He was talking about the entanglements. And then, Aaron, he's talking about the swampy mess that can be some of the calls and some of the things you have to go through. That you have to go through all this, like, extremely complicated things before it can become simple. And what he and Coach Pallage are wanting to happen. Now, here's the way you want to work a first-time play-calling defensive coordinator in uh, in college football, a 35-year-old, is with this situation. With a great defensive coordinator, former defensive coordinator, as your head coach. This is about the best setup you could have. Because Pallage has... I mean, he's not going to – I don't think he's ever going to fall on his face. I think he's too talented to do that, but he's got backup. He's got backup. I think sometimes young coaches in the NFL, this happens too. It's like, okay, go call some plays. It was like this poor guy, Aaron, out at um, – oh, was it Denver? The Hackett guy, Nathaniel Hackett. Hey, Nathaniel, your dad was a, was a great <laughs> offensive mind, and you've been around the game forever. Go coach a team. And he didn't know what to do. I mean, he struggled mightily, and um, and I I think I think this team is uh, I think this is going to be I think this is going to be kind of fun to see. Now, do we have time for a little bit more? or Do we need to? Okay, let's play. Let's hear a little bit more of Aranda, and then we'll do the dismount after that. You mentioned Keytron. What what has he brought? And and he's is he maybe everything you saw when you brought him in. It's been impressive. Yeah, I think his um, you know not not only his. Um, his energy and attention uh, in meetings, uh, but his um, his effort on special teams, his effort in blocking, and then uh, you know he's got a knack for big plays. And so, you know, we've had two scrimmages so far, and um, the name that comes to mind um, of all of them, of the whole of the whole team, off those two scrimmages is his, and so that's cool to see. Dave, how juiced are you just to be on this field and next week to see a game be played here? It's cool. I mean, I love this team. I, you know, they're the what they're attempting to do in the classroom, uh, what they're attempting to do with just um, off the field and the growth that, that, it, that all that in, all that encapsulates. Um, you know, I'm proud of their effort, and I'm, you know, you want to see them do well, and you want to see them, um, you know, it's a race to maturity with so many of these dudes, and so you want to see them face adversity and meet it the right way. So I'm excited for that. I think the coaches, um, we've, we've, I think to this point, have done a good job of keeping them at bay, and so it can be a player's game. And I think uh, the spring game is generally a good week for all of that just because people can usually get their hands on it somehow and to keep it as basic as it can be and make it be about the player execution is really a goal got a hard-hitting question for you yeah um we were speculating about this over here you don't ever wear a hat uh, is that like the California in you? I mean, you know, what what's that about? <laughs> because, I mean... You don't have any hair up there in case you didn't know. <laughs> Does the head get sunburned? I mean, it's sunny out here. Yeah. Um, I struggle with an answer for that one. <laughs> yeah, I've never been a hat person. I know that um, it remind you know, in the... In the um, the bowl game we're at, they presented us with hats. And um, 
I think the, our DFO at the time was down kind of checking out the bowl game and got like a hat size or was trying to get my hat size and I was not near my phone so he didn't get it and so he put his hat size which I um, you know I've um, my head's so large and everything so I just knew that there's a really good chance that in front of all these people and they present me this hat if I put it on it's going to sit like a little top hat on top and that would just be an unbelievably bad picture that would go on forever and so yeah that kind of sums up my my view of hats Dave Aranda um in giving his view on hats says he has a big head and I, I empathize as someone else who's bald and has a big head. <laughs> do you wear caps sometimes? I do not for the same reason. I'm not joking. I, I, there's Like what size, on when, those fitted caps, what size would you usually get? A 7 and, or you never got an 8, a size 8, did you? I wore 7 when, and 5 7 three quarters, which is. Okay, that's a big noggin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, and I don't like the way hats feel, which helps, but I, they don't, I don't know. I just don't look good in hats because, you know, sides well, of my I mean, head. you have a good head for a bald guy. Like I would, and I've got a lot of hair, so I don't really have to worry about that. But I, uh, I have a horrible scar from an earlier wreck, not this past wreck that I had accident and so it would really, I've always been wonder. I'd wonder what that would look like back there. I hope I don't ever have to find out, but it's like back here, I wouldn't be able to see it, but other people could see it. I love what he said. It would take, it'd be like a top hat. <laughs> um, That's pretty great. You know, that Keytron Jackson has to get people excited because he's the wide receiver from Arkansas. Aaron, I'll need you to keep talking when I'm about to have like a huge sneeze, and I don't know sure. where the sneeze button is around here. I'm just saying I'm on the verge. I'll try to get us to break before the sneeze. But Keytron Jackson has uh, transferred in. People were excited about him. I think Arkansas liked him. He had good numbers at Arkansas. I mean, it was a pretty high-powered offense. They did a lot of good things. And so that was a good transfer. That was an exciting – I don't have those numbers in front of me, Aaron. I would say he had, what, five, 600 yards receiving last year, maybe six, seven touchdowns. I mean, he was good. And I remember right after he announced that he was transferring to Baylor, reading one of the Arkansas sites, and they said that the staff pretty much expected him to be their, their number one go-to receiver this year, and they were pretty shocked that he was transferring. Yeah. Well – after two scrimmages, according to Dave Aranda, he is the player who has stood out the most. And I had heard similar things to what Coach Aranda said. Of course, we don't have eyes on that scrimmage. Maybe J-Mo and, and um, J.J. get to see it or something. We don't really get to put eyes on that particular scrimmage from last week. But that's what I had heard, that the offense got off to a really slow start, but they kind of got it moving. And the positive of that was the defense um, is kind of ahead of the offense right now and that the defense is playing really well and doing some great things. So, um, you know, I, I kind of like that about this staff. I think sometimes in college football you'll get a staff that's kind of like throwing haymakers at each other, and I've seen it even happen in the NFL a little bit, and they're just trying to kill each other and make each other look bad. And this staff just does not operate or function like that at all. 
Like, if the defense is playing well, yeah, the offense is going to try to fix it, but I don't think they're like, you know, go, going back to the drawing board and all that upset. It's like, let's think about what's best for the team here. And early in that last week's scrimmage, the defense was apparently playing extremely well, and then the offense kind of got going. And this Keytron Jackson obviously has a lot to do with that. All right, it's been fun, man. Today's been good. We've had a tremendous guests, and uh, it is time to do the dismount and say goodnight with a couple of parting shots. Flinging a green and gold worldwide on the web at SyntechSportsFan.com. There are lots of reasons to own a golf car. Get around the neighborhood, cruising the lake at campground. Perfect for light duty on the farm or work site. And you can't run a festival without a golf cart. Oh, yeah, and golf cars are pretty great for playing golf, too. There's lots of reasons to own a golf cart, but only one best place to buy one. Mission Golf Cars in Waco off Highway 6 at Bagby has the largest selection of easy-go golf cars for sale, rent, lease, or repairs in Central Texas. Check us out online at missiongolfcars.com. And remember, at Mission Golf Cars, quality always comes standard. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at mayatfuels.net. That's mayatfuels.net. In my podcast, Your Money in a Cup of Joe, we talk money management, investments, and retirement in a Q&A style format, helping break down complicated topics. I'm Joe Kalea with Kalea Wealth Management. Look for Your Money in a Cup of Joe on Apple and Spotify. Kalea Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Introducing the new B.O.B. Ballin' on a Budget Family Pack at Hellberg Barbecue. The B.O.B. Family Pack feeds up to four people. It includes one pound of pork steak, a smoked then fried half chicken, half pound of sausage, two pint sides, and a pint of their famous banana pudding, all for $40. And Thursdays from 4 until 7, you can save 20% on this deal. The B.O.B. Family Pack is available for just $32. Hellberg Barbecue, 8532 North Highway 6, Waco. It's Genco's 70-year Platinum Auto event. Now's the time to go platinum at Genco, where we've been saving members money by paying less for their cars, lowering their interest rates, and reducing their payments. Refinance now and receive a rate as low as 5.09% for 48 months. Then skip your payments for 70 days. Apply online and get an additional rate discount of 0.15%. Go platinum. 70 days, no pay platinum. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policy. For more information, go to GencoFCU.org. Member NCUA. It's time now for the dismount of the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Hey, Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Aaron and I have enjoyed being with you today. Uh, Jaden Nunn, the Bears' newest player from VCU, transfers in. He calls himself a defensive stopper, and he said that's what Baylor has asked him to be. Uh, I'm all about that. Very excited as uh, as he gets ready to start his Baylor career, and he'll be ready to go. I think he'll get thrown into the mix. I don't know who's going to start. Merrill Little will be in here, Jacoby Walter, Everyday John, um, you know, uh, Langston Love. I mean, it's a very interesting team. 
uh, Ojanwina. I mean, there's a lot of players that are back. We focus sometimes on the players who are leaving, and we forget there's a there's some really talented players that are returning, and we'll see who steps up and what it's going to look like and see if there'll be other uh, uh, people to come in from the portal. A reminder tomorrow that uh, Dave Aranda, a one-on-one, an exclusive sit-down with the Matt Mosley Show happens at 5 p.m. straight up. Appreciate everybody that's been a part of this today. Thank you, Aaron. Good night, everybody. It's time now for today's Modern Media Big 12 Buzz. Modern Media, your full-service advertising agency. Here's John Morris. Everybody's never check a Big 12 Athletics on today's Modern Media Big 12 Buzz. Coming up, we'll check in on spring football practice in Morgantown, where Coach Neil Brown is a member of Bob Huggins' team on his offensive line. Details straight ahead on today's Modern Media Big 12 Buzz. Hey folks, John Morris for the Brunerado family. If you're thinking about a Chevrolet, Chrysler, Buick, Dodge, GMC, Jeep, Cadillac, Toyota, or quality pre-owned vehicle, visit Brunerado.com. Bruner serves all of Texas with delivery to your location. Now Baylor fans get the Bruner Advantage at no additional cost with every new vehicle purchase. A lifetime powertrain certificate and much, much more. Only at Bruner Auto Family at Brunerado.com. Your family since 1928. If you like the Baylor gear John's wearing, check it out at the Baylor Bookstore or 24-7 online at BaylorShop.com. Hello, this is Coach Glenn Moore inviting you to one of our Baylor softball camps this summer. We'll have elite hitting and elite pitching camps on June 13th, our summer prospect camp June 14th, then our cub camp for ages 9 to 11 on June 15th. Our popular overnight camp is June 18th through 21st, and it is filling up fast. For more details or to sign up, contact Megan Diaz at 281-660-2680 or go to BaylorBears.com. Let's rejoin JMO for today's Modern Media Big 12 Buzz, exclusively on ESPN Central Texas, the flagship station for Baylor Athletics. And welcome back. Spring football practice wraps up for the West Virginia Mountaineers with their spring game coming up this Saturday. As part of spring drills this year is Jimmy Bell Jr. coming over from Bob Huggins' basketball team to play in the offensive line and tight end for Neil Brown's football team. Here's how things are progressing according to Coach Brown. You know, I'm trying to keep uh, expectations within reason, right? Um, so the things that, that Jimmy has that are natural is, and I think there's, there is some, um, crossover between, uh, what he's asked to do in basketball and playing offensive line. Okay. And, and playing some tight end, um, you know, pass pro is not, you know, when they, you know, people started picking and playing the pick and roll game, he had to guard the guy out on the perimeter. It's not too much different than playing, um, playing or pass pro you know you got to keep a smaller guy in front of you all right so there's some crossover um obviously um the biggest difference is we can use our hands in this game you know and coach Moore tells and i've heard him say it multiple times this week hey you're not fouling out there ain't no foul outs in this game right so just him getting used to punching and, and the importance of ball get off um and so what i do like about him he's extremely coachable 
and and Hug said he was, and he he definitely is. He's extremely coachable. Um, he works hard, um, and I think he's had an open mind on this. And I went into it with with zero expectations. That's West Virginia football coach Neil Brown talking about Jimmy Bell Jr., 6'10", 285 pounds, coming over from basketball to the football team. And that's today's Modern Media Big 12 Buzz. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. Did you know? 